doing a special in the day, y'all. Yeah. We got a blast for you. We switching it up. Switching it all the way. The bang is gonna lie to you. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I ain't mad at it, though. I think this is gonna be good. And this is gonna be a good, a good precursor to what we got coming from the people, man. This is gonna be real, though. This is gonna be real, though. Y'all already know the song, man. Scream it to the top of your lungs. <laughs> they said that um that's actually so long as it's like breakout song. That's like my first like song that she sang. If the show dropped in what oh one? Yeah. That's right before it ended, Disney's Child was on top. So yeah, that's it. Let me go ahead and intro this podcast, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next installment of Blast It, the podcast where, you know what I'm saying, our mission is to review black classics in film and in television. It is me, your host, Louis B. And it's your boy, K-Rod. What's up? How you doing, fellas? How you doing, ladies? Like I said, man, we wanted to switch it up this week. And actually, going forward for a little bit, man, we want to... Uh, appreciate some TV shows, some good quality television um, that us black folks really put together for y'all and Mm -hmm. really made sure that we left our imprint on, you know what I'm saying, the industry. So today we are doing none other, you heard the song, you know what I'm saying, we are doing The Proud Family. Family. Definitely, definitely. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not going to lie to y'all. This is going to be a Kevin Rand pod today because... The interesting thing about the show, I know a lot of y'all have seen The Proud Family. It is literally a staple in the black community. However, I haven't seen it in full. I did not see it when it was out. I didn't see it when it was hot. I would literally see it on TV, turn right past it. Wow. So so you have, like, really no early memories of the show? I don't. I don't at all. The only thing I can remember is it being a show that was just black. Now, I ain't racist or nothing like that. I don't have nothing against my niggas. We do a show about us. But um, I think as a kid, man, if you're from Atlanta, you already know the channels, you know what I'm saying, on that basic cable, 62, 63, and 64, Nickelodeon, uh, Cartoon Network, and Disney Channel. I was more on the uh, Nickelodeon side. Mm -hmm. I stayed on channel 63, you know what I'm saying? I Uh didn't really venture off to 64 (laughs) unless it was like, that's so Raven or something like that. That was really it. But honestly, man, it was one of the things where Kevin said he wanted to do this show. And I was like, yo, I'm with it because I know that even though I'm 27 years old and I missed out on it when I was a kid, I missed out on something. Right, <laughs> like right, I right. know that I missed out on some shit. Definitely, definitely. So I, I'm ready to get into this episode, man. We're going right. to break it down in a little interesting way because, of course, this is a whole series, y'all. So we're going to basically do kind of like an appreciation for the entire series. And I right. think that's how we'll do our television shows. Um, so, yeah, man. What you got for me? Man, well, so I mean, I can remember like uh, for me personally, my experience with the show, I remember it's almost a total, the complete opposite of you. I remember mm-hmm. being like a big Nickelodeon guy yeah. until like 2000 and then they brought in Sponge, SpongeBob SquarePants and then I kind of <laughs> went over to Disney because they had Death So Raven, even Stevens, yeah. all this other stuff. But then when I saw The Proud Family, I can remember seeing like the footage of the actors and the people, the drawings. It was something I, like I never saw before. Like 
there wasn't that many African American cartoon characters and all of the entire cast, main cast were yeah. black, Hispanic and stuff like that. I mean, you had Fat Albert, but that was probably in the 70s. And then you had Seabear and Jamal. That was from late. It was, but it's been so long. Yeah. So it was definitely a different thing. So that was a show. I, I remember watching it with my, my sister, my parents, my cousins, my uncles. It was like a hmm. thing that people actually sat down and watched. And I can't remember the last time my mom sat and watched a cartoon with me previous to that. But yes, yeah, so we, we, I definitely, uh, because I want to do it right, I want to do it, show it some appreciation. Facts. I'm definitely going to go into the background of the show. Let's do it. Like we said, the uh, Proud Family, it was a show created by Bruce W. Smith, uh, a black animator that uh, aired from September 15th, which aired from September 15th, 2001 to August 19th, 2005, mm-hmm. with a total of 52 episodes, with the show completing in a... But what's crazy about what's crazy about this is that I'm trying to think like from 2001 to 2005, 52 episodes. But I, I went into Disney Plus shit. It's only two seasons. Right, How did right, they right. Spread this. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, and then that's that's the wild part about it. So it, it was 52 episodes total. When I think about it, that's really short, yeah. depending on other shows. And then it ended with a television movie. So that was pretty dope. And I remember seeing the. Um, that ended very well, and now that I think about it as a whole, that actually ended a, an actual arc to it as well. Mm. But just to kind of summarize the TV show, you know, The Proud Family is an American television series created by Bruce W. Smith. It follows a 14-year-old Penny Proud who was growing up. She's trying to gain her independence and face typical teenage experience in junior high school. With the help of her parents, Trudy and Oscar, and her mm. grandmother, Sugar Mama, Penny faces all sort of comical events. And the show is just stacked. It's just a stacked cast. This uh, is one of the biggest parts this, about this show, man. Go for it. We don't even have like the time to tell everybody's <laughs> guest, so we're just gonna Facts. go with the main cast. We got the voice of Kyla Pratt as Penny, uh, Penny Proud. We got Tommy Davidson as Oscar. We got Paula J. Parker as Trudy. Mm-hmm. We got Joe Marie Payton. Um, of, uh, uh, what, what's the TV show with Steve Urkel? Uh, Family, Family Matters fame. She plays a uh, sugar mom. We got Cedric the Entertainer as Uncle Bobby. We got Orlando Brown as Sticky. We got Karen Molina White from uh, the Cosby Show. Uh, Malcolm and Eddie. She yeah. plays uh, uh, Dejanae Jones. We got Carlos Mancia as the next door neighbor Felix. Uh, and we also got Elisa Reyes. She plays uh, La Cienega Boulevard as you know Elisa Reyes on shows oh. like all that and stuff like that. So I mean, it's just a, a stacked cast, and this we have is, so many guest appearances. This is honestly one thing that is so great about this show. It's one of those shows where I was I was talking to my girl. I was like, "Babe, honestly, everybody sounds just like them. It don't sound like they went in the booth to try no. to sound like other people." I, I said, "You can literally close your eyes, and as they speak." If you're familiar with actors and actresses, you can hear who these are. And I think it's one of them shows that normally when you go in the animation booth to do shit like that, you're trying to be a character. Right. Whereas this show fit the characters to them. And I thought that was really dope. I agree with you 100% because I actually sat in on an interview a few months ago with Tommy Davidson. And yeah. he he's a little more frenetic, so he does raise his voice a little more I would say he's louder. the only person that does not sound like But him. here it goes, though. When you when you when you hear him talk, I, when I heard him talk, that's the only thing I could hear. And I've seen this man years before that, but yeah. that's the only thing I could hear was Oscar proud, Oscar the entire time. Yeah. But again, it, great, great, great. But um, I do want to kind of we I want to give uh, Bruce W. Smith a flower. He's a creator. Um, he's an animator, designer, film director, and television producer. Yeah. You know, he started it. Um, he started in animation as a character animation program. Oh. 
Fuck that. Edgar California Institute of the Arts. Right, right. I'm and then sorry. after that, you know, he went to Disney. Right. Um, and as an animator, he basically he was on Roger Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, he's he produced some, like, some of the shit, man. Right, right, right. Crazy. So I fucked up, so <laughs> you good. I edit that. But yeah. Smith, you know, he was handpicked by the director of House Party and Boomerang to uh produce animation for the animated film Baby's Kids when they were originally mm. it originally was supposed to be a live action film but they switched it to animation after the passing of Robin Harris so he directed that um, won some decent awards it wasn't that hot in the box office because I think like I believe uh, the intentional rating wasn't supposed to be like a rated G film but I think you know the white people gave it a CG rating <laughs> that's some bullshit cause they were like oh it's niggas on a TV show and they acting so. and they're being black and as I watched that recently I thought it was like an adult cartoon and it's really not yeah it's really just basic so anyway so he also served as a uh, co-director on films like uh, Space Jam he worked mm. on Tarzan The Emperor's New Groove and of course Princess and the Frog wow. you see his hand all over that wow so while he was working on the future animation side he started you know kind of actually getting into the groove of television and he saw that it was like a lack of diversity mm -hmm. in television so he decided to create his own studio called Jambalaya Studios and that's how he created the Proud Family. I like it man. Right he saw he saw a need for something and he went straight into it and he decided that he was going to make it. So um so I have a quote from him. Mm -hmm. So, on the animation side, Smith said that the industry wasn't kind to African Americans in the terms of their representation in cartoons of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. So when I first got into the business way back in the 80s, I discovered there wasn't a whole lot of us to be able to tell these stories. Therefore, you didn't see a lot of us on screen because there wasn't a lot of us that was actually in a position to get the opportunity mm -hmm. to tell the stories that really truly affected the African American experience. That's real. That's a quote for me. You got white people trying to tell us how how, how we live. <laughs> right. Exactly. So initially, he conceived the show as like a primetime show, like The Simpsons, mm -hmm. and he started creating the characters and writing on the outline for who they are and how they interact. Yeah. So he showed his, you know, the concept to his uh, producing partner, Tom Weller, who would be the co-founder of Jambalaya Studio. Mm -hmm. And he had, he un actually, he unintentionally gave the show his name because he said, yeah, that's an interesting, proud family. So that's where the name came mm. from, this man. Wow. So, you know. <laughs> and then here, here's, here's, here's how, like, production of shows and movies, how far back this shit goes. Yeah. The show started development in the late 90s, so like 97, 98. Okay, to get it ready for like what, 01? All right. Right, right. But here it goes. So it went into development in the late 90s, and it was originally pitched as a pilot for your favorite channel, Nickelodeon. Oh, and it was produced, wow. a pilot was produced by Nickelodeon in, in 1998 and was never shown to the public, resulting in Nickelodeon passing on the show. So they saw it and they passed. There's there's like podcasts and oh, video footage, mad. right? Video, video footage of like Bruce W. Smith talking about him pitching it to different networks. One network said, "Well, we don't really do this. You should probably take it to BET." And hey, that's a, hey, fact. Now that you said this, this this opens up a whole just can of worms because the first thing that I'm thinking about literally is in my memory bank all of the shows that Nickelodeon has had. There has been nothing really geared towards black. Now they had one show called Taina that we were that we were called back in the day, and that uh -huh. was kind of like Hispanic. Well, it's still dope, yeah. But that was only one season, two, like one or two seasons, <laughs> that was right, right, right. One, and one I love season, it. In and out, right. like, damn, man. Well, Nickelodeon's we, 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 the don't ops. Get it, don't get it twisted. We and I'm, I'm gonna get into it. I ain't gonna do Nickelodeon like that. But it's what I was saying, <laughs> no, nah, I ain't gonna say it like I ain't gonna do that. 
They gave us all that, and that's it. He has a quote about that too, right? Go ahead. This was 1997 or 98 at the time. They weren't really biting the idea. At the time, diversity was just starting to expand the landscape mm -hmm. of live action TV shows with like Keenan and Kale, My right. Brother and Me, You're Sister right. Sister, Moesha and Smart Guy. You're right. But the wave hadn't touched animation yet and the industry was cautious. Mm -hmm. That's another quote from Bruce W. Smith. That's crazy. If it works with real live people, why would, that's crazy. Right. I have, I, I just, he has so much good, like, yeah. quotes that I was like, so he said, we made the pilot with Nickelodeon and it was great. But after the production was handed to Nick, they tested it with a lot of different focus groups in non-black areas and it didn't get a great response. Everything was sort of geared towards our culture. So if you were not embracing the culture, you might not understand it. I mean, this, this is what this brother was saying. This is them saying that, hey, we don't know that it's a lot of minorities that's actually out here. That's what they're saying. Not even that, but more of animation. I think it's more of animation. Because like you had live action shows, but it was like cartoons? Really? And then yeah. honestly, I'm thinking about something else. Back then, niggas didn't have cable. Niggas was riding off that antenna for a long time, so that's yeah, another thing to think about, too. But do you still, I, think, I, I think it's more of an animation thing. Because yeah. You still had Keenan and Kale. You still had Cousin mm -hmm. Skeeter. This was still around that time. I think it's more of an animation thing. I think mm -hmm. it was still black animation I think it mm. I think that's what it was they wasn't sure that black people really fuck with animation like that you know what I'm saying so then Disney gave him you know he took it to Disney what happened right. with that so with Disney you know he pretty much doubled back to Disney mm -hmm. and he so when so basically what as a matter of fact back, back. so basically during these screenings Disney actually sent a representative over and he pretty much was watching like the screens and he he was really fucking with it he was mm -hmm. kind of you know whatever so basically when Dizzy got back I guess the representative was like it's extremely good so they they reached out to Bruce and said um, if that doesn't work out we'll give it to you Let's nice. go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Damn, Disney, not the ops. So Fuck. now at Disney Channel, Bruce <laughs> made sure he had total control over yeah. the Proud family. He, the animator, I mean, Bruce was offered a staff from the Disney Channel. And he was like, hey, we got these writers. He's like, no, I don't want those writers. I want specifically writers that write for television shows, mm -hmm. like the shows we grew up watching, Moesha, yeah. Sister, Sister, all these people. Not only that, but I want black writers. Y'all yeah. don't have black writers like that. I want these black writers. This is what I want. <laughs> So he, so actually, because of that thinking, he reached out to legendary sitcom writer and producer Ralph. So he reached out to legendary writer and producer Ralph Farquhar. If that name sounds familiar, he's behind the TV shows like The Parkers, Moesha, mm -hmm. all these mm -hmm. just just heavy hitters. That's why I feel like the show is as funny as it is. Yeah. Basically, they say we're doing a cartoon. It's gonna be some cartoon shit in it. But it has to hit as funny as it is. Like yeah. you told me, it's funny because that's why it's funny. That shit is laugh out loud funny. And I'm like, for it to be a kid show, mm -hmm. it felt like, to, to your point, it felt like a Moesha. It felt like a The Parker. That's how it was written. Comedic timing, how it was written. It's just, right. It's, it's, when you have writers, when you write that way, you're not necessarily thinking oh this is a cartoon mm -hmm. we're gonna write it like a cartoon yeah. yeah it's gonna be cartoon shit in it but we're writing it as if it's parkers you can take some of the situations out of this and it can switch it with the parkers of Moesha and it's the same thing that's a fact so Disney was actually impressed that he was able to get Ralph mm -hmm. and so they was like fuck it go straight to production you're in the series it. because <laughs> we didn't believe you could do that so this already you know. so this show comes out is it hot as fish grease when it come out uh 
I believe it was, yeah. man. I, I think it was because it was a new thing. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I believe, and it was all due to Bruce W. Smith and Ralph. I think yeah. at that time, there was a thing where with animation, they didn't really, like, they knew it was for kids. So they didn't really push the aspect of the quality of the animation. Mm-hmm. It was a common thing to have low quality animation on a lot of shows. Bruce didn't want that. He said, I didn't want my show to look bad. So I was coming I was coming from a, an artistic aesthetic that spoke to me and my fellow artists. Yeah. So it elevated the, the style of the sitcom animation. It also made him passionate about developing artists since he was working with a lot of animators fresh out of school. Mm-hmm. So he was giving black people the opportunity, yeah. writing the shows, yeah. producing the shows. And also with the actors, like these people that you hear doing voiceovers, Paul Jai Parker, Cedric the Entertainer, at that time, that wasn't that wasn't that prevalent. Yeah. Not, not really. You know how much it costs to get all these niggas on screen, man? I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So I, honestly, I, I feel like it's, and to your point, I feel like it's one of them things the where at the thing. end of the day, you know, black people see an opportunity and they're like, you know what, I stand behind this. So I think a lot of them, Right, because oh, now they get an opportunity to do more work. Yeah, because yeah. I hadn't seen anybody talk like that, sound like that, sound like somebody I mm-hmm. know. And just to get them into the cartoon space is dope too. But right. um, so the show is out and it's going crazy. I guess you know they get nominations for awards and stuff. Tell us a little bit about that. Right, right, right. So first of all, I want to uh, I want to point out that it's, it actually is the very first animated show to premiere on Disney Channel that didn't originate from Disney. It wasn't based on a, another Disney property or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I remember it getting several awards. Yeah. I'm talking about it receiving nominations from the Annie Awards, the NAACP Awards, and, and Nickelodeon. Right, Nickelodeon. <laughs> I, I, That's so, funny. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, of course, it won, you know, Outstanding Animated Series at the 2004 BET Awards. Uh, the Television Critics Association Awards, all that's fine. Cool. Hold on, we gotta go back to that. Outstanding anime. <laughs> hey, I really think BET just made them a... Uh, they did. <laughs> they just made a category for them that was one year. I've never seen this category. That's fine. That, that year. <laughs> I like it. Fuck it. Yeah, I love it. I was thinking, I was like, I, don't, I can't think of another one, but that, uh, of course they did that. Do your shit, BET. I love it, though. I mean, that that was the irony that Nickelodeon gave them a award after that they fucked up. Hey, sometimes things come around full circle, man. It does. It does. Now, one thing that I did like about the show, and I will be transparent, man. I, I hit Kevin up and I was like, hey, hey, I ain't really seen this shit. Give what? me some episodes that I really need to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, one thing about the Proud family that I learned from those couple episodes that I saw was literally, like, they talked about some really interesting topics. And I love the way that they went about doing it. Like you said, it just felt like how they would have explained low, low middle class, high class people in Moesha or how they would have explained homelessness in the Parkers or something like It just reminded me of how good these, mm-hmm. the shows that we came up loving, how we can just see it transition into a cartoon. So they had some really dope episodes that touched on some really dope things and they always yeah. they always look to inform the people that were watching in a sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they the, it, the show included like everyday issues that you mm-hmm. would see in everyday life on uh, a regular live action sitcom or in real life, yeah. whether you be a kid or an adult. So, like I said, there were certain episodes, like you said, certain episodes that I wanted you to make sure that you checked out. Mm-hmm. All of them are hilarious as hell, but I wanted oh, you God. specifically to see these Man. couple episodes yeah. so you can understand. So, of course, you got 
these were episodes specifically that they didn't technically do in animation because it wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. So you had Seven Days of Kwanzaa. It was pretty much a Christmas special where the family met a, 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 a homeless family and just gave them a whole different perspective on homelessness and what they and how they live i've never kwanzaa seen an animated special that kwanzaa. big up kwanzaa right and i watch it every year yeah. every year i watch yeah. it so they had an episode about segregation it was called i had a dream mm -hmm. when penny had like a a fever dream when she was back in like the early what was it 60s or yeah. something like that during segregation whenever that was don't quote me and that was pretty dope. You know, she had friends that were multicultural, so she couldn't sit next to her friends, and she did that whole thing. That was a great episode. So they had an uh, episode called Culture Shop, where they did this thing at school as well. And uh, did you see that one where they had, they to had switch. switched to switch their kids out with different kids? Right. That shit was funny as hell. It was great as well. When Shawnee got to the room, it was like, I got my own room. He said, no, you don't. You gonna exactly. work for this room. Right. And, then this, <laughs> and, and so, you know, so they switched. And first, she's with the... Um, uh, uh, people from um, uh, goddamn, what, what were they? Islam, from? right? They were from Islam. That's exactly yeah. what they were. It's been a few minutes, a few days since I've seen it, but yeah, they're from Islam. And at first, she's not really fucking with her or anything like that. But then she kind of, kind of get used to their situation because mm -hmm. they say a couple of days. I think they say over the weekend. Yeah. And then towards the end of the episode, somebody do like some real racist shit, like go back to your country. And let me tell you how dope that is. This that had to have been in production before the 9-11 situation mm -hmm. and dropped right mm -hmm. after that situation. Listen, man. That's how shows, it, I, it was. One thing that I, I, I gathered from this show is that they just do such a great job at explaining tough topics to regular-ass people. Right. And not only that, they, they do a good job at getting us to not... Not forcing us to accept, but to understand different right. different viewpoints. That's what it was. Yep. And then another one of my favorite episodes is um, one of my favorite episodes is behind enemy lines. Mm -hmm. Well, behind family lines yeah. is the actual name of the episode. So they do a dope thing where the BB and CC, the younger kids. Uh, I'm sorry, we didn't mention them, but they're <laughs> actually having a um, uh, a baptism. I okay. thought that was dope. This in a baptism, and um, they invite their family. Mm -hmm. So it's Trudy's family side of family, they're a little upper class, and then you got Oscar family, they're a little middle class, and they're clashing. So it's a whole thing between middle class mm -hmm. and high class black people. That's a very subtle way they do things, and that like is it. absolutely great. I like it. Did you have any other episodes that kind of stuck out to you? You've seen the entire series. I've seen the entire series. I go back to um, episode one because I'm a I'm a fan of like seeing where shows start. So mm -hmm. watching episode one, I was dying. It was just some. Just simple shit, man. I was laughing so hard in this. Like, when Poppy would come up, just the smart shit he would say and then just walk right. off with that, that his little signature. <laughs> like, bruh. Right. That's, that's I'm over the, it. That's what you get. You get characters that you relate to. <laughs> yeah, the man. Characters that are funny. You don't get these these jokes. Like you say, you, they're still timeless. The, the characters are great. I love the character of Oscar Proud. Uh, yeah. Even though the big running joke is his food is not good, the snacks aren't good. <laughs> he's still an entrepreneur. He's still, yeah. Yeah, he still, hey, he is a business owner. You got Trudy. She's a veterinarian. You got Penny Proud. She's like a, she's like a young girl. Mm -hmm. She's all girl empowerment. She's all this. And yeah. then you got the grandmother. She's like the young at heart. And mm -hmm. then you got the next door neighbor who actually has more money than quote unquote more money than them. Felix, he owns like a, uh, he's in construction. Yeah. Uh, his wife is a police officer. It's just, the it's just, just honest. Great. It's, just it's, a, it's a very honest show. It don't seem like they're trying to be nothing else. They just giving you 
this. Right. That's just us. That's what he said. <laughs> Bruce W. Man. Smith said, between Bruce and Ralph, he said, this is what it is. We're giving you our perspective. If you fuck with it, you don't fuck with it. You're coming along the ride with us. If you fuck with it, this is who we were making it for, a niche audience. You guys have been doing it. That's how we're doing it. If you fuck with it, you don't. But what I will say is I didn't realize until recently that a lot of people really fuck with it. Like, more than I thought, actually, to be honest. And honestly, shit, with the future plans... Listen, man, with the future plans, because we, we're doing this show because it's coming back out, obviously. Right. Like, we're we going to capitalize on this. Ah. Right. So, listen, man, this shit is going to come back hard. It this is. shit is going to come I back hard. I'm so excited for this reboot because it's needed. Like, to see that they only went two seasons, but stretched that shit out for five, four years, it's like... How did they do that? One, two, okay, we passed that. Why haven't we seen this since 04? And this and this is the thing, I think, and I was thinking about this on the way over here today. I think it's one of those shows, if you watched it, it was never one of those shows that you forgot about. Because it's so rare. Like even mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, you That's know the characters. Yeah. It's it's in your mind. It was on syndication, it was on BET, it was on TV one, it went yeah. into and then kind of went away for a couple of years and went straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. And I believe I and I, and I know why it is because Bruce he had the, I was listening to a black and animated podcast. That's the name of the podcast. And he was talking to the host. He basically was comparing it to like the Proud Family and other shows like um, the Cleveland Show. Cleveland mm. Show. It, it has black characters. It has black voices, actors, but no actual black writers and creators. Because I was about to say that's a. Uh, a spinoff of Family Guy and we right, already right, know right. who was over that so yeah right yeah. right so he said I, in, in the interview he was like I don't know anybody that worked there nobody I know who works with us know anybody it's Facts. a small niche group Facts. so you know these people and I don't know and that kind of and that's why the black audience or the diverse audience can kind of shove it to the side because they see that it's not Honest, it's not a, a true. And no, nobody picture. talks about. Don't nobody talk about the Cleveland Show, man. No, I mean it's a few years removed now, so I don't. I don't even think the Family Guy audience liked it as yeah. much either. But he says that's why people don't talk. Like I've never heard anybody say, "Hey, did you catch an episode of the Cleveland Show?" Because we ain't make that shit, right? And he, and and this way his animator came in. He was yeah. like, even if you look at the Cleveland Show, all the characters are the same, the same shade yeah. of black. He said, I know black people. I'm dark, I'm brown skin. Wow. My, 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 my brother's light skin. My wow. mom's dark skin. Wow. Black people aren't that way. Just to put even that much thought into it, because like you said, bro, just making an animation, you're probably going to make them all the same color. Same, that's, that's a good same shade of color. That's a great point. But yeah, as far as the uh, reboot, the Proud Family Loud and Prouder, I can't wait to see it. I have no... I have no doubts they'll be able to do it as, as, as just as the show, the older show, the original show is relevant today. Today, I believe that the new show will be just as relevant today as few years down the line. I really do. Yeah. I see. Honestly, with, with the cast that they got lined up and knowing that they bringing everybody back, right. except for my boy Orlando, um, <laughs> bringing everybody back, literally, it's gonna be to me. It's, it's the same show. Even the theme song, theme song is the is damn near the same. You got right, Joyce right. Rice, who is new upcoming artist, doing her shit, and the damn the song is great. It's it's, it's the same vibe. Like right, if right, you love the original, you don't love this one. Yeah. 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 Mm. So I'm I'm happy to see where it goes. And honestly, like I said, with that all-star cast the, the guest cameos that they're gonna have popping up i think even from that they're gonna tap into some interesting 
topics. And I think this time around, I think Disney has more faith in it. Because if I can recall, mm-hmm. I remember when the show was out. Um, and this is another aspect of yeah. the industry. I there wasn't that much merchandising around that show. Mm-hmm. Like everything was Kim Possible, everything was Lizzie McGuire. All, there was no dolls or anything mm-hmm. like that. Really, man, there's so much shit out there right now. I'm yeah. literally buying shit for my nieces now. Yeah. Like if I see, like I'm so I'm ex- I'm excited for it. I really am. But yeah, man, with this new new version of Proud Family, louder and prouder coming out. I cannot wait to see what happens. Me too. When does it come out? February 23rd? February I said, 23rd. I think they said. So yeah. make sure y'all are tuning in to Disney+. Plus. This does sound like an ad. So hey, Disney, if y'all see this, y'all want to pay us, please do something. I want to roll on the show, man. <laughs> hey, we will definitely take some roles on the show. Right. Whatever y'all want us to do, if they even have extras in, in, in this animation world, I'm definitely. with it. <laughs> definitely. They ain't going to be dropping two episodes the first go out, first go round, so um, I can't wait. I'm excited for and it. And they're going to do what, weekly releases from now? I think so. I'm okay. glad they're doing that. I yeah. think the streaming services realize, shit, if we don't do that, niggas will be over our shit. I like it. I like yeah. it. Just give us, Give it to us every week and we'll be good, man. Right. But this is another installment of Blastic. Listen, I'm excited to get into these TV shows. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think the, the, the great thing about Blastic that I really want to get into now is being interactive with the people. Like, I love to see y'all engaging with the, in the comments, telling us what y'all think about the movies we actually review. But, shit, I want to put some of the, I want to put the keys in y'all hands, you know what I'm saying? So, honestly, if y'all want to hit us up with any television shows that are black, um, that y'all want to see us review, man, please email us at wimbstudios at gmail.com. You can DM me, you can DM Kevin, you can D- DM WIMB Studios, and we can, we can, man, we're going to make some of these visions come to life. We're going to make, 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 make it work. Because at the end of the day, we want to highlight all of the shit that has got us to this point. Right. And there's so much in film and television that has got us to this point. Mm-hmm. We want to highlight all of it. And f- shit, I, I think one of the great things that we do here is we inform people for shit that they may have not seen a lot of these movies okay they blast and you think that they just seen them I haven't seen them but just like I haven't seen Proud Family but this episode just gave me so much great insight Mm -hmm. into the show shit when I go home I'm gonna run this shit right cause even from the first five episodes that I watched I was like yo this is good shit and I cannot believe that I missed out on this when I was a kid man I'm telling you man Oh man, go. you got anything else to add? No man, I just just make sure you keep following What's My Bag Studios right. on Instagram, on YouTube. Check us out. Follow us individually on social media. Make sure y'all check out the Proud Family that I'm proud of mm-hmm. February twenty third. And that's pretty much it. We appreciate you. That's I like it. it. I like it a lot. So this is another episode of Blastic with me, your host Louis B, and.